Hello everyone, welcome back to Dancers Doing Stuff, the mini episode where we talk about the artist's way. Um, So this week was chapter nine. I actually, I'm going to give you a little sneak peek into my life. I actually took two weeks with chapter nine because I kind of had a lot going on with work and just life and the holidays and everything. So I actually reread the chapter this morning just to refresh myself. Um, And yeah, I was feeling kind of guilty about not really doing well with my artist pages or my morning pages um, and, you know, feeling a little guilty with myself for taking two weeks with week nine, but I am letting that go. um, And that is something that the chapter kind of talks about. So let's jump into it. Also, happy Hanukkah for anyone who celebrates. Um, And yeah, so, okay, so week nine is titled Recovering a Sense of Compassion. Um, And so in this chapter, we are facing internal blocks to creativity, exploring and acknowledging the emotional difficulties that beset us in the past as we make creative efforts and healing the shame of past failures. Um, And that is to gain compassion for a frightened artist child. Um, And the first section of this chapter was titled Fear. Um, And so she starts off by saying, we must learn to call things by the right name. And basically this whole section is talking about how blocked artists are not lazy, they're blocked. So being blocked and lazy are two very different things. Blocked artists spend a great deal of energy, not just visibly or not visibly, Um, They spend energy on self-hatred, regret, grief, jealousy, and self-doubt. And all of those things sound pretty gross to me. Um, So um, she also says that blocked artists don't know how to start with baby steps. They think of big, scary, impossible tasks. Um, And I have written in quotes here, when these large tasks are not accomplished or even begun, the blocked artist calls that laziness. Um, And so basically, fear of failure or fear of success is what stops us from starting. A lot of the time, it is a fear of abandonment and usually has roots in reality. Um, And she also says, sometimes it can be related to the pressures that parents put on their kids, um, especially kids who want to go into the arts and, you know, parents aren't really as supportive of that. Um, And so when someone goes into a creative field, they have this pressure on themselves that, you know, if I'm going to do this and I'm going to upset my parents and I'm going to disappoint them so much, I better be so amazing. I better be the best is the best. Um, And that puts a lot of pressure on you and can make you blocked. Um, And so she says, the need to be a great artist makes it hard to be an artist. The need to produce a great work of art makes it hard to produce any at all. Um, And basically, like, don't call procrastination laziness, call it fear. And the only cure for fear is love. Um, So basically, stop yelling at yourself, be nice to yourself, and call fear by its right name. You're not lazy. You're freaking scared. So yeah, I I feel like that's pretty true. 
I know that there's a lot of things that I've wanted to do that I'm like really excited about and I don't do it. Um, and then I, you know, I procrastinated or I think, oh, like, oh, I can't do this for this reason. I make excuses. And if I'm honest, I'm definitely scared. She says, enthusiasm is not an emotional state. It's a spiritual connection and commitment and surrender to our creative process. Enthusiasm is an ongoing energy supply tapped into the flow of life itself. So that sounds pretty lovely. Um, and joy, not duty, make for lasting bonds. So basically, this is kind of the old, the old standard of make work play. It should be fun. You should treat your work, um, especially your creative work, like a play date. The next section is titled Enthusiasm. Um, and she says, grounding our self-image in military discipline is dangerous. By its nature, discipline is rooted in self-admiration. It's basically like a battery that's useful, but it's short-lived. Um, and she says, when we admire ourselves for being uh, so wonderful, when we admire ourselves for being so wonderful, the discipline itself, not the creative outflow, becomes the point. Um, and being an artist requires enthusiasm more than discipline. Okay, so the next section was titled Creative U-Turns. Um, and she says, to recover from an artist block, you need to commit to health. You have to make an active choice in your life. We tend to get more sympathy as crippled artists than as functional ones. Many recovering artists become so threatened that they make U-turns and sabotage themselves. And I have this big section in quotes here, and it says, The glare of success can send the recovering artist scurrying back into the cave of self-defeat. We are more comfortable being a victim of artist block than risking having to consistently be productive and healthy. And yikes. Yeah, I feel that. Um, the next little part, she talks about a U-turn is a sudden wave of indifference. You make something and then shrug it off, saying, well, it doesn't matter, look how far ahead everyone else is, um, which I definitely do a lot. So we get distracted and kind of off route, but when we pay attention to roadside attractions or bumps in the road or, you know, basically comparing your path to someone else's path, um, getting distracted by their journey and not focusing on your own. Um, and she gave this example of, you know, there's an actor who's told they need to get new headshots and then check back in with an agent. Uh, but then the actor doesn't get a headshot and therefore doesn't get to check back in with this prestigious agent. Um, so basically, okay, what do, how do we deal with these U-turns? Like, what do we do? Um, and she says, first, we have to give ourselves some sympathy. Usually we U-turn because we are shamed, first by our fear and second by our reaction to it. Um, and she says, a successful creative career is always built on successful creative failures. The trick is to survive them. Um, so you have to have compassion for yourself. Um, and it's basically like she says, a little kind of scared horse that's really talented and young and inexperienced. And it just needs to be kept on the right path. And you need to help guide it. Um, and some obstacles are more scary than others. But she says, once we admit the need for help, the help arrives. Um, so basically ask for help. And I have a really like very recent um, 
kind of example that falls into that and kind of about creative U-turns. So basically like an example of a creative U-turn could be um, how I'm working on my YouTube channel and, you know, I work really hard on videos and have all these ideas. And then I say to myself, oh, like, what's the point? Like, I hardly have any followers. And, you know, there's so many people out there doing such amazing stuff with better sound and better light and a better camera. And what's the point? And that kind of lets me procrastinate because I'm kind of scared about that. Um, And then the other day, I reached out on Facebook to my Facebook friends. And I also reached out on my Instagram and I I just put it out there because I really wanted to get a thousand subscribers. I know I've been saying it in the podcast and in the the interview show on YouTube. Um, I really wanted to get a thousand subscribers before the end of the year, but I think part of myself I didn't think was that was possible, so I didn't really work as hard because I was scared about it. Um, but basically, I just asked for help and I said, "Hey guys, like I'm at 130." eight subscribers right now and I really wanted a thousand but you know what like maybe I can at least get to a hundred and fifty before the end of the year that would mean so much like if you want to give me a Christmaka present please subscribe if you like my stuff like check it out here um and once I asked for help I am literally one person away from 200 subscribers and that was just in two or three days um and I had never really thought about just straight up asking people to follow me and support me. And that is a super scary thing. But look what happens when you when you ask for help. And, you know, 2000, I mean, oh my gosh, 2000, that would be amazing. 200 is still not that many and it's not really close to my goal, but it is like way more than I asked for. And it means so much that so many people, you know, tried to help. So definitely just ask for help. And then the last section before the tasks for this week was titled Blasting Through Blocks. Um, And so basically she says, we must be free of anger and fear to work freely on a project. Um, And there's a list of questions that you're supposed to ask yourself before starting any project. Um, And Basically, it's supposed to help unblock you, um, and there's so many questions, so I'm not going to say them all here, Um, but she says that it's a very, it has like a little warning at the end, like warning, this may um, be really emotional and really like help you break down some of these barriers that you have. So definitely, I recommend it's on page 159 of my book, Um, so definitely make sure you go get the book out there. If If you're still listening to this and you haven't done this book yet I don't know what you're waiting for definitely go get the book all right and the last part of this chapter is the tasks so basically uh, the first task is reread your morning pages which I didn't read all of them because that is a lot of morning pages for nine weeks worth of everyday morning pages Um, but she says what have you been complaining about what have you been procrastinating what have you allowed yourself to change or accept um so basically you're supposed to highlight and like actively read your morning pages um and just get an idea of some of the stuff that you've been working through um and the second thing she says is visualize so name your goal um and it says i am a blank and you put it there and then she says right in the first uh in the present tense about who you are 
and, you know, how you spend your day, what you do in this kind of vision of your future goal as if it is right now. Um, Part three or number three is a priority list. Um, And so write down your goals for the year, the month, and the week. Um, So I wrote down goals mostly for my next year since we're so close to 2021 um, and then for this month and then this week. So let's see if I actually do these things. Um, And then number four is creative U-turns. So name three things uh, or three U-turns that you've taken. And she says, then name three more, then name one that is just killing you. Um, And I only wrote down three because I wasn't trying to get so, so deep, um, but maybe I'll come back to it and write some more. Um, And then basically she says, review it and mend it and forgive yourself and be compassionate for those things that you did that maybe deterred you from your path. Um, And, you know, basically it's okay that that happened, but now what are you going to do with it? Um, And then also part of that, it wasn't a separate task, but it was part of task four was choose an an artist totem um, and give it a place of honor. Um, So I'm still kind of trying to find a totem. I have this amethyst crystal that I really like and that right now is right by my bed, Um, but maybe I need something different, something new uh, to be my artist totem. Um, But yeah, the check-in for this week, I mean, I kind of took two weeks to do this and my morning pages were all over the place. I didn't do them consistently for the two weeks. Um, but I'm excited to get back on track for week 10. And I can't believe that week 12 is almost here. It's like three weeks away. And so I'm excited to kind of wrap up my thoughts on this book and maybe I'll bring my roommate on for a special little bonus, um, interview because she has been doing it with me which has been really nice to have someone to kind of talk to about all these things um but yeah other than that make sure you subscribe to the podcast subscribe to my youtube channel essentially Haley, if you're feeling very nice maybe i'll be at 200 by the time this episode goes out um but yeah a thousand would be great um There's a new Instagram for the Dancers Doing Stuff podcast, and I'm slowly rolling out content um, for the past few episodes. I think we just had our 17th episode. I forget already, Um, but that's so, so exciting. I'm going to be kind of finishing up season one with the end of 2020 and taking a few weeks just for like Christmas and New Year's because those Wednesdays kind of fall on on holidays and I don't think um, any guests will really be available Um, but I'll still be putting out stuff and we're going to start fresh with a season two the first week of January I think I'm still kind of locking in some stuff for the new year but if you're interested in being a guest make sure you reach out I would love to have more people I have a lot of really awesome people lined up but I'm always open to new dancers and stuff to try Um, So with that, I think I am done for the day. Happy Sunday. Happy Hanukkah. Enjoy the rest of your day. If anyone out there is looking to start a podcast but doesn't know where to begin, I have a great tip for you. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's actually what I'm using right now. 
Anchor is free to use, and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. They distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and a ton of other places. Another cool thing is you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Everything you need to make a podcast is right in one place. Seriously, it's so easy. My first ever episode I recorded sitting in my closet, talking to my phone in the dark. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thank you.